David Spada is a successful attorney whose dream was to become a sports talk show host. Elliot Harris is a Chicago sports columnist who wanted to expand his media presence. In the next hour, they combine their talents and love of sports and women by interviewing former professional athletes and lovely ladies on sports and torts. But keeping the boys out of trouble isn't always easy because when David and Elliot are together, they have more fun than should be legal. Welcome to another edition of Sports and Torts with David Spada and Elliot Harris. Last time I checked, I was Elliot Harris, so that means David Spada is someplace other than in studio, most likely working. At least that's what he told his wife. And I know he will regret not being in studio today. We have a great lineup. David was able to be part of a couple of interviews that we have on today's show, but he will be missing out on the 2013 Loop Rock Girl, Shannon. We also have Pro Football Hall of Fame offensive lineman and broadcaster Dan Deerdorf, and another Pro Football Hall of Famer, former Seattle Seahawks receiver, Steve Largent. But let's get right to Shannon. In studio, a beautiful girl, which means David Spade is not in studio, so it gives him <laughs> something to complain about. We have the 2013 Loop Rock Girl. Shannon. That is me. That, Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? Not bad. Good. So, born in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Small town, northern Minnesota. Does that mean you're a, a Minnesota Vikings or Twins fan or anything exciting like that? I'm not a Twins fan, um, but I am a Vikings fan. I'm a Bears fan until they play the Vikings, so I was pretty pretty happy with uh, the Vikings win over okay. the Bears recently. <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. You get a lot of heat then when you go into the uh, the loop and uh, you're celebrating and things like that. And We try at... to avoid the subject as much as possible. possible. <laughs> Sounds like a good idea. Yeah. The loop rock, it's loop rock, not Lou Brock. <laughs> not the former baseball player. W-L-U-P-F-M. Mm-hmm. You have m- musical interests. I will assume. Yes. And your tastes fall in line with what the loop plays? Actually, they do. Yeah. I was born and raised on classic rock. Um, that was like the big radio station growing up. And we always had like a big music festival called Moondance Jam in my hometown. And they would take all the big classic rock bands. So that's definitely what I grew up on. So it fits perfectly. Okay. Any favorite groups nowadays? My favorite group is Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. That's my favorite by far. Ever, ever? Ever, ever, ever. Okay. Any chance you're going to meet up with Tom Petty during your reign? Um, if I give them my salary, I probably can. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're among the fortunate few right. loop rock girls who actually do receive a salary. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. Does that mean you can't do any other work? No, actually, it doesn't mean that, which is nice. I can still um, do like some modeling on the side and stuff, and I like to go to a lot of different charity events around Chicago, and they're totally fine with that, which is really nice. 
and you get to show up places like the uh, Allstate Arena, mm-hmm. see the Trans-Siberian Orchestra perform, yeah. and be not only perform, but you're on stage there. Right. Yep. I get to go backstage. Uh, I got to meet all of them. They were all really, really nice. And then I got to go on stage and introduce them. And every dollar that they sold, the Trans-Siberian Orchestra sold for tickets, went to charity. So I got to present that charity with a check on stage. So that was pretty cool. Was that the largest crowd you've ever been in front of? Yes. <laughs> I've gotten that question before. Yes, it is the biggest crowd. And when you looked out, what did you see? Um, ants. <laughs> oh, that's one way to keep everything in perspective, yeah. I suppose. Before your modeling career, mm-hmm. before the loop rock girl, mm-hmm. all this stuff, Yep. once upon a time you went to college. Correct. St. Cloud State? Correct. Ooh, you did your research. I, this is good. You like, you like that? <laughs> I, I put in my 30 seconds there you of go. homework. Good just work. Like, just like school. <laughs> and from St. Cloud State, you went to the Marines? Correct. Yeah. I always thought it was the Marines are looking for a few good men. No, they're looking for a few good women, too. Okay. Very few, very few. Very few? Mm-hmm. What was that experience like? I can't imagine it. It's definitely a once-in-a-lifetime experience, and... I tell people it was the hardest decision I ever made, and it was the best decision I ever made. And um, a lot of decisions that I've made that are extremely last minute have been the best decisions that I've ever made, like I said. And I was getting almost bored with college. Like, I wanted a little more of a challenge. And I thought, hell, why not? Let's do it. (laughs) And I signed up a week before I shipped out. What made you choose the Marines over, say, the Navy, the Army, the Air Force, the Coast Guard? Am I allowed to swear on Talk Zone? Sure, sure. (laughs) It's encouraged, actually. Um, I joined the Marine Corps because after looking at all the different branches, I realized that um, the Marine Corps was supposed to be the toughest of the tough and the baddest of the bad. And in my mind, I think I'm this little blonde badass, so that's what I decided I was going to go with. They said it's the boot camp's twice as long, it's twice as hard, you know, there's a big percentage of, of females that drop out during boot camp, and I'm like, I'm not going to be one of those girls. Let's do it. How physically demanding was it? Um, it is really physically demanding, but I would say that it would be 70% mental, 30% physical. Okay. A lot more mental toughness. Were there a lot of other young women who signed up and went in uh, when you did? Yeah, my platoon actually consisted of 70 girls. And by the time we graduated, I think there was 45 or 50. Okay, so that's pretty pretty severe attrition. Yes. And they think, oh, I'm going to be a Marine. That sounds, yep. sounds good. Yeah. Where did you ship out to? Paris Island, South Carolina. You were, you were going good until you said... Island. I was thinking, you got to go to Paris? Paris. It sounds so beautiful, and it's the most horrible place in the whole world. And I think they purposely make it sound pretty just because it's a horrible, horrible place. Giant mosquitoes? Giant sand fleas. Yeah, Minnesota's the mosquitoes, and then South Carolina is the fleas. Oh, it was horrible. And the worst part is, it's like you'll you'll be working out, and then you'll run and get information, and you have to keep your hands by your side, and they'll just flock to you. And you're not allowed to like slap them. You're not allowed to itch them. Nope, you can't. You can't touch them. The drill instructors always used to say, "You got to eat. Now let them eat." (laughs) So we just had to stand there. 
Do you put ointment on afterwards, or, or what's the treatment they for They don't any? give you any ointment. You just tough it out. You just suck it up. Mm-hmm. Okay. From Paris Island? Mm-hmm. Where did you move on in the Marines? From Paris Island, I went to North Carolina for Marine Corps combat training. So for the next month after you graduate boot camp, you go to North Carolina and you basically backpack for a month. So you live out of your sea bag and you just go to different rifle ranges and learn about all the different weapons, shoot all the different weapons, and you just get accustomed to what we call the grunt life. Sounds like so much fun. Oh, yeah. It was just the greatest vacation ever. <laughs> you know, it's Every like, little girl's dream. <laughs> let's, let's go camping. Yeah. With a 40-pound backpack on. 70 right? pounds. Oh, 70 pounds. <laughs> well, that, that's almost as much as you weigh. Yeah. Oh, and there were girls that were smaller than me, too. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's crazy. So after all the uh, lovely backpacking, mm-hmm. then, <laughs> then where did you advance to? Did we get um, to any place civilized yet? Uh, no. Well, you get to go back home for, I believe it was 10 days. So you got home, feel like you're invincible, and feel like you know nobody can touch you, and you're a gladiator. Right. And then you turn around and go back, and you get eaten alive all oh. over again for another month. And then after you graduate there, um, they send you to your training school. So whatever occupation you're going to have, that's what school they send you to. And mine was um, legal and accounting. So they sent me to Camp Johnson, and that's in Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. Okay. So I went South Carolina, North Carolina, and then just a different spot in North Carolina. You learn how to shoot a gun? A rifle? Mm-hmm. What, I'm an expert. What, whatever they shoot in the Marines. <laughs> yep, I'm a three-time expert on the rifle range. Martial arts? Mm-hmm. Yep, we do all sorts of different mixed martial arts. It's actually called uh, McMap, and it's just a combination of a bunch of different kinds of martial arts that they put together. And I am a green belt, so it goes tan, gray, green, brown, black. So I'm like... In the medium. So I can like half kick your ass. <laughs> so you can kill somebody 90% instead of 100%. Well, I could kill somebody 100%. <laughs> There's just, it would be a little bit easier for someone that was a black belt. Okay. <laughs> Probably wouldn't be good to put on your resume. Yeah, you better be nice to me. <laughs> <laughs> Without question. Now, before you got on a date, you inform your dates that. Uh, you're a green belt and things like that? or I do not. But you want to know what? The funniest thing is like if I'm at a bar, and I've gotten this before, there was a guy at the bar who was trying to kind of talk to me, and he like kind of came up to me, and he said real softly, he's like, I'm in the Air Force. <laughs> and, and I just and looked you, at him like, and what does and, that mean and, to me? <laughs> right. And your point is what? Yeah. I'm like, shoe fly, don't bother me. <laughs> there you go. What, what is a female Marines wardrobe consist of? We wear exactly the same thing as the guys do. Exactly the same. We just, we wear the full camis, the combat boots, we wear the cover, everything is the same. Okay. I will take it that some of your fellow Marines who subsequently saw you in some of your modeling photos mm-hmm. Did a double or triple or quadruple take? Yeah, they don't. They they couldn't believe it. Well, 
I kind of kept it on the down low until I was in Maxim. And then when Maxim came out, all of the guys at my unit were like, whoa. And it was weird for them because I'm like their sister. So right. it was like you're looking at your sister in this Maxim magazine <laughs> in like a swimsuit. They're like, this is weird. But they loved it because Maxim sent me a huge box of magazines. So I got to hand them out to so all they the were Marines. Happy. Yeah. And there's more girls than just me in that magazine. Yes. So they were happy. How did you get into Maxim? Well, every year they have a contest called Maxim Hometown Hotties. And I think there was about 3,000 girls that applied the year that I applied. 2011. Yep. And so we all applied and we just sent in like three pictures and we answered a questionnaire. And then from there, they picked their 100 favorite and they asked the top 100 to send in videos. Of course, me being the Marine, I sent in a Marine Corps video. (laughs) They thought it was the greatest thing. And so I ended up getting into the top 10 and the top 10 all got flown to Vegas and we did photo shoots for Maxim. Do you wear your Marine Outfit the Vegas? I should have. I should have worn it to the airport, but I didn't. Okay. <laughs> so something a little more Maxim like, I right? Would right. Yes. Okay. You've also uh, been in the military issue. Mm-hmm. Does that sound right for Maxim? Yep. Every year, Maxim does an annual military issue, and this year, I believe it came out the end around September, and it was out till the end of October. And they did a four-page spread on me, which was really cool. They call me um, the Marine Corps' sexiest sergeant. That's what they call me. <laughs> okay. Is, let me ask a question. Is there a lot of competition to be the Marine Corps' sexiest sergeant? I think we're like hidden gems. There's a few of them that are actually really pretty, but you would never know it just looking at all of us in uniform because all of our hair is pulled back. We're not wearing makeup and we're wearing big clothes, so you can't really tell. And then like when we would be at the barracks and all of the girls would go out later, which all the girls, I mean like all three of us, <laughs> <laughs> like you'd actually dress up and wear your hair down and wear makeup and the guys would be like, this is not the same person. I was going to say, would they recognize him? No, no. And we could get away with a lot more as female Marines. Because even like when you go at to the commissary or the PX on base, you have to have a certain dress code. Like you can't wear flip-flops. You have to wear closed-toed shoes. But us females, we would just dress in regular civilian attire and walk around. And if anyone asked us a question, we would just say we were a military spouse. And they would just let us go. <laughs> But I never did that. Of course course not. (laughs) Take that off the record. Do you ever see the TV show Military Wives? Uh, I haven't. Okay, so I I can't ask you if any of that's true. Mm -mm. All that exciting stuff. You also have involvement with mixed martial arts, not only being able to perform it, but to be able to be a ring card girl. Correct. How did that happen? That actually happened by another contest. I was stationed in Rock Island, Illinois at a reserve unit, and uh, a friend of mine uh, just wrote me on Facebook and said, hey, there's a ring girl competition going on for a big fight that's coming up right here in, you know, right here in town and you should you should apply to it. And I thought to myself, I don't really know if I have people that would vote for me for that. I'm like, well, you know, maybe I could get some of the Marines to vote for me and see what happens. Sure enough, I ended up winning. And so I went to this fight and I was like the guest ring girl and they liked me so much they asked me to be their spokesmodel. So I was a spokesmodel for Pro Elite for a while and then they went under and ever since then I've been doing local fights and actually I have a 
couple of big fights coming up. On Friday, I'm going to be the ring, one of the ring girls for Bellator, which is a huge, if you know about mixed martial arts, yes. it's a huge, huge company. And then on Saturday, I'll be ring girling for Flawless Fight Championship. Now, do they seek you out, or do you seek them out, or is it a little bit of each? Both, yep. I actually got the gig with Bellator um, working for The Loop because The Loop and them have worked hand-in-hand for a couple shows. So I told them, I said, hey, I love Bellator. Is there any way I can be a ring girl? (laughs) They're like, yeah, we'll see what we can do. And sure enough, they accepted, so I'm really excited. Now, your job as Loop Rock Girl, Mm -hmm. part of it's a day job, right? Correct. What do you... I understand the nighttime part. <laughs> I understand the party component of it all. Yes. What's the daytime work? A lot of people have no idea that we that being the loop rock girl actually you do go to work during the day. <laughs> I work on Tuesdays and Thursdays and our headquarters is at the Merchandise Mart. So I go there, I have my own desk and I write blogs and I check up on emails. So I send all of the calendars out to whoever emails me. I email all these people back. I go on the radio in the mornings and then I do a lot of Facebook and tweeting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Personal appearances are part and parcel of the whole gig. Huge part, yes. How far in advance do you plot out your calendar? Um, actually, I found out as soon as I won Loop Rock Girl that we were going to be shooting it within the next three weeks. So I kind of had to already be ready just in case I had won. And sure enough, after I won, I mean, we were in the freezing cold even last week shooting on a race car. And it happened to be the coldest day of the year of so far. Of course. And then the next week, it's beautiful. But I was outside in front of the Merchandise Mart with our stock car in like 20 degree weather. Oh, it was freezing, but the pictures are great, so that, it's worth that it. That can perk things up, you know. Yeah, I just keep telling myself while I'm freezing, I'm like, I've been colder than this. I've done crazier right. things than this. <laughs> what are some of the... Lo- I know in years past, they've gone to, you know, Wrigley Field, mm-hmm. the Cell, Soldier Field, yep. United Center, things like that. What locales do you have on the 2013 calendar? Actually, a lot of it was done in the studio because it's been so cold when we were shooting where the other Loop Rock girls had the summertime to shoot. I didn't. So some of the pictures were already taken by photographers that I had already used and just asked them, hey, is it okay to to use this picture? But some of the locations were outside by the river um, and then... There was right in front of the Merchandise Mart, and then we were in a park really close to the Merchandise Mart as well. So everything was pretty close to mm-hmm. lo- yeah, to the office. Speaking of calendars, rumor has it that the 2013 Loop Rock calendar is now available. Any truth to those reports? That's not true. That's not, <laughs> I could have sworn I saw it on Facebook. It, there's pictures of it, but okay. they haven't all been printed yet. Oh, okay. So we have, like, an example and we just haven't made it in bulk yet. Okay. So it's at the printer as we speak. I should pay more attention to the words and less to the uh, the <laughs> photographs. I go, oh, calendar, picture. Yep. Oh, Must good. be out, yep. When it does come out, mm-hmm. how can people obtain those? Actually, it we should be sending it to print by midnight tonight. So all they have to do is go to WLUP.com. I have my own page right on there so they can click on my page. And then on that page, there's a link that you can click that says email Shannon. You can just click on that and send me your name and address and I will send you a calendar. If you're nice, I'll even sign it. (laughs) Well, 
I would assume that anybody requesting it would, would be. So they're well, all going to be signed. Well, let's be honest. You know, there might be one or two that uh, you know you, you might want to scuttle, but yeah. You've also appeared in Vogue Italia. Mm-hmm. Yep, Italian Vogue. How'd that happen? It actually happened totally randomly. I didn't even know the photographer was sending in the photos. And we just did a test shoot at a mansion um, in the suburbs. It was a while ago. It was, was it a year? It's almost been a year now. And the photographer submitted the photos and found out that they were on the Italian Vogue website. So I was really, really excited about that. It's a great thing to put on your resume because a lot of people see like the loop rock girl or Maxim girl and they think that all you can do is be like sexy and glamorous. But it's cool to be able to show people that you have another side of you. All of a sudden it's high fashion. Correct. Not military fatigues? No, not military fatigues. (laughs) We have no more military poses in the future? Oh, I'm sure we do. I think I've seen April Rose, who's a, a former Loop Rock girl, yep. a former Maxim Hometown yep. Hotties uh, winner, in, in, I won't say it's military garb, but in like camo outfits yep. and things like, like that. Like camo bikinis right. and stuff, yeah. I'm sure that there will be more of that, especially when it comes around to like Veterans Day and stuff like that. I'm sure the Loop will have me doing more photo shoots like that. Okay. Any idea where Shannon goes after the Loop Rock girl? That's a really good question. Um, actually, I loved modeling, and I've been modeling for about three years. And I found out after being with The Loop, even for the short amount of time that I have been, that I love the radio. So I want them to love me so much that they'll keep me <laughs> on the radio because The Loop doesn't have any female DJs. So I'm going to slowly try to weasel my way in She there. sounds like a sex. You know, we need David in here. He's the lawyer. We could file a sex discrimination there suit right go. away. There you go. Yeah, get him in here. Well, you would think a female voice on the radio. It's nice. I would say I would say so. But mm-hmm. we'll, so if you don't end up uh, on the loop as a, a disc jockey, any idea? Well, I'm going for my degree in marketing right now. So, because I really, really like the MMA community, I would like to do some sort of marketing with them if I could get hooked up with a fight organization, or, I don't know, I've got my fingers crossed for being with this radio station for a while. Okay. Well, something tells me that whatever Shannon wants, Shannon (laughs) Shannon gets. Amen. You'll you'll have them wrapped around, I mean, this has only been a couple months on the loop, so you'll have them wrapped around your finger. Right. Well, thank you for your time. We will look forward to seeing more of you in print in the Loop Rock calendar for 2013 and in person. Thank you for your time. Thank you very much. If it's any consolation to David Spada, Shannon did say she would come back another time when he is in studio. So that'll be something to look forward to, at, at least for David. Also something to look forward to next on Sports and Torts here on Talk Zone. An interview with Pro Football Hall of Famer Dan Deardorff. 